Hey everybody, welcome to Cozy Womb Podcast. Where we have fun. Where we have fun. Talking about parenting. Parenting. I'm Anya. Say Ari. Ari. This is Ari. And I'm Mommy Shan. Let's start the show. Yeah. Here we go. Back to the show. Back to the show. Hey y'all. Uh, this is Shan, and welcome to Cozy Room Podcast. Our last episode, we spoke about kids who are mostly angry and, you know, just how to handle that, what to look for, how to discover those triggers before the anger explodes. And uh, if that's an episode that will help you parent better, maybe that's an episode you may want to listen to. This episode, we're speaking about healthy privacy with teens this is episode five of season three for cozy one podcast so if you are ready to listen um you can listen you can also listen with um preteens uh younger kids may not want to hear the topics that we're going to discuss but that's what we're discussing today let's get started As parents, we want to love and protect our kids. That's numero uno. That's what I want to do. And as they grow and the teen time strikes because it is coming, so all we can do is to prepare for it, we want to know how we can best let go um, for slight independence of them becoming young adults. And, you know, that may be... um, reassuring that they lock their doors, giving them a house key, um, developing some big trust with them. And you start to think about, do teens need privacy? And then if they do need privacy, how much privacy do they need? And when do we give them space? And when do we invade space? And how much freedom is too much? And that can get frustrating if you don't have any parent examples who've been through it. If you can't talk to your parents, um, better ways to go through it. If you don't have any friends who have kids that are teens also. And I think parents should convoke the family together and talk about, you know, hey, there are new rules in the house because... We now have a teen among us, and this is what we're going to do. And these are the rules, and this is how we will handle this. I think that discussion has to happen with everyone in the family. So the younger sibling isn't telling the older sibling, you know, what they can and can't do. Or the teenager is not exposing the younger sibling to something they don't need to see or hear or um, wear. And... The younger sibling understands that, hey, you can't just barge into your brother's room or you can't just barge into your sister's room and you can't just go in her things. And hmm, maybe you're at an age where I'll allow you to go to to nail salon with me and get your nails painted, your fingernails, but you're not getting fake nails put on. You know, some parents allow that. I think I'm going to be one of those parents where once... um, my daughters get 
around the age 13, I'll allow them to go with me to the nail salon and get their nails painted, toes and hands. But until they are at that preteen age, the only thing that they can get painted will be their toes. And I just, I'm really big on children staying in a children's place and looking like a child and um, slowly getting, you know, good examples of what it is to be an older child and slowly getting good examples of what is it to be a young adult. And I think those are privileges that are given when they are earned. So you're going to have to teach your kids what are some things they can do to earn more privilege to do certain things. Some teens have issues with expressing themselves and privacy can be taught. You can tell them, you know, you're allowed to have friends over, but when you have friends over, this is where you guys need to do your homework. This is where you will eat, you know? When you go upstairs, I expect the room door to stay open. It's not about not trusting your child. It's about being appropriate. Explain to them what appropriate is, what your expectations are of them. Um, The worst thing that I think a parent can be behind a child disappointing them is telling your child that you're disappointed in them, that you expect them to know better because you explained to them what you expected. I think teens can be shown what Um, is expected and given examples of how to carry themselves in different situations, especially when it's a large group of kids. And maybe it wasn't all of them that were causing trouble. Maybe it wasn't all of them, you know, making loud noise or whatever the issue may be. And you have to teach your child on how to separate themselves, how to peep that, hey, maybe this situation may escalate. Let me just go ahead and go over here. Or maybe just, maybe not hang out with this person as much because it seems like every time I hang out with them, I I start to get myself in trouble. If your teenager does not learn that at a young age, when they get older and then they turn 18 and then they're legally liable for what they do, they're not going to know how to choose the people they associate with. They're not going to know how to choose their quote-unquote friends. They're not going to know how to choose the people in their love life. And you want to be that guide as they grow. So that's something you should think about. The questions that you may want to ask your teen is, hey, what's in your bag? Not because you automatically assume something's wrong in their bag. I ask my my, uh, six-year-old what's in her bag all the time. Do you have homework? What did you do today? How was class? Did anybody bother you today? How are you feeling today? How was your day? And sometimes your kids may ask you that too. You know, you may want to talk to them um, about something important and they just feel like, you know, too many eyes is on them. Just remind your child, like, if you don't want to talk about this right now, just know If it's something serious you want to talk to me about, just write me a letter. You know, maybe your child is not a good face-to-face person. Maybe if they write it down and give it to you, that's how you guys could communicate about serious topics. Now, the urgency of those topics may be pen and paper may not work or 
an email may not work or a text may not work. Um, understand what it is to invade a teenager's privacy. You know, maybe uh, when you want to go check on them in their room, maybe you knock first. It's not saying that you can never come in to the room that you pay bills for. It's just saying, hey, I understand that your body is changing um, and you deserve your privacy. I'm going to knock first. You know, support their independence. Ask her or him, you know, if they need help cleaning up, if you notice that their room is kind of messy. Did you want to switch your room around? You know, as kids get older and they start, you know, getting to a teenage, they may want to change their room around. Maybe you guys could discuss how they could change their room, change their paint color. Um, Maybe you want to ask them about some event at school that's coming up or a party and see, you know, what their thoughts are behind that. Who's going, you know, take notice of what friends come by the house or if you allow your teen to go over their friend's house and get to know that friend's parents and the people that move in and out of that house and where the house is and how the neighborhood is. Uh, Agree on curfew. If you're giving your child curfew, agree on curfew. And what's and explain to them what happens if the curfew becomes an issue. What are the what are the consequences if I don't get here by curfew? Explain to them that up front. So when or if that does happen, it's not a surprise or a complete blow to that child that oh man, you gotta do that. No, we already discussed this. It's not even an argument now. Um, also talk to your teens and don't talk at your teens. If you want your teens to respect you, you're going to have to show them what it is to respect someone. So if they're not being disrespectful, I don't see why anyone would be talking at a teenager. Um, Teenagers uh, who really are not misbehaved, um, really are not, you know, out here doing whatever they want and disrespecting everybody. They're easy to talk to. You don't have to yell at them. You don't have to um, cuss at them. You don't have to throw things at them. You don't have to threaten them. Just talk to them. Talk to them like you would talk to someone else. And I think once they see that, then that'll be a better example of how they should talk to other people. Let them know that you are legally liable for their choices that they make until they're 18. And I feel like even when your child is 18, as a parent, you always feel legally liable because you never want your child to be out there in the world not having someone to catch them if they mess up. So even at 21, something happens, whether it's life or death, whether it's involving court or um being locked up or arrested you want to know all the facts you want to make sure they have the best lawyers you want to make sure they're in the best predicament to protect themselves so just really talk to your teenager um be open with them be honest and you know have them check in with you about certain things and check in with them you know if you had to rate me from a one to ten how would you rate me on this parent scale you know do I respect your space um am I nice to you uh do you feel like I treat you fair compared to your other siblings 
Do you um, feel like I spend enough time with you? Do you feel like I acknowledge like your decisions and your choices on things? Do you feel like um, I give you the right amount of space when you need space to think or, um, you know, get through whatever you're getting through? Do you feel like you could come to me and talk to me about certain things? Like that's checking in with your teenager. I think if you do that, you're going to have a better relationship with your teen. If you don't do it, then there's going to be like this gap of space where you might not even understand the child you gave birth to that's living in your house because they're into this now. Well, figure out what it is that they're into. Like, it's not hard, but I think at a certain age that your child gets to, especially teenagers, uh, parents start to disengage with their changes, and I think that's the wrong thing to do. I think you can have some balance with the changes that they're going through. I'm not saying become their friend on IG. I'm not saying become their follower on Twitter. I'm not saying, um, you know, download the WhatsApp app so you guys can chirp each other throughout the day and I'm not saying go on their Facebook and post um naked baby pictures of them and embarrass them with their friends I'm not saying that but it's nice to know what their IG page is it's nice to know where their mind is and what they share on Twitter and you need to have that discussion of what should be posted on social media and what should not be posted on social media what things to avoid talking about on social media. Um, When it comes to school, uh, don't, you know, attack anyone verbally or non-verbally at school. Uh, Don't post any, um, you know, mean comments about people because you just don't know if someone is strong enough to handle that attention. And it's all about being fair and treating people how you would want to be treated. And can we make sure that our teen does anything that we tell them to do all the time? No. But if we give them enough examples of what happens when you when they do do the right thing, I think they're going to be better off. If we tell them what to expect out there in the world before the world throws them in that situation or in front of that thing that they have no knowledge of, and we tell them they're going to be better off. So I'm not for, you know, oh, I'm not allowing my kids to do drugs. They don't need to know anything about drugs. No, they need to know everything about drugs. Not to go do it, but they need to know everything at a certain age of what to expect, what what to look out for, what not to do, what this is, what they should not drink, what they should not take, um, what is peer pressure, What is being a good friend instead of being a follower because your friend is doing that? Like all of that, I think your kids need to know. You know, online pics can be accessed by anyone. This is a time where we live in the world of screenshots. So don't ever think just because you text something to one person, only one person got it. Just because you sent a picture to one person, only one person has it. Just because you made a video on this thing is only on this thing. Like, pictures, social media, um, texting, no matter how many times you think you deleted it and cleared it off and cleared that history, someone has to have that somewhere. And if it's something that you're worried about someone having, don't send it. 
explain that to your kids. You can say that to your blue in the face sometimes. And I understand that some kids are just going to do what they want to do. But if you don't want that photo or that text or that video to haunt you when you're in the best moment of your life later on, don't send it. Explain to your child that you can meet somebody that you think is going to be in your life forever. You can meet someone that you really care about and you really love. You can meet someone and everything is going to be really great. But it's only a moment. It is only a moment in time. You are allowed to enjoy it. But it will end. Everything ends. And it's not to... um, make your teenager feel bad but it's the reality one day you guys are gonna wake up and not want to be in this relationship one day you're gonna wake up and not like each other one day something better is gonna come along and you're going to come to this conclusion that hey i don't need to be with this person because i can be with this person because it looks like it's better over here and you're gonna make that decision you're gonna break up and you're gonna feel bad and that first heartbreak is gonna be hard to watch your child get through but you're going to have to watch them get through it and just be around and be available and I'm not saying go in their phone and look at what the next person is saying about your child because of course you're going to want to be um, you know defensive against anything that's coming to your child in a negative way but sometimes you can't step in if you step in too much as a parent your child is not going to grow into that adult that they need to be in order to um, grow in the world. So sometimes you're going to have to take a step back. Sometimes you're going to have to let them fall and just catch them before they hit hard. And uh, I know my brother, one of my brothers had to do that with me when I felt like I was with the best person in my life. And I felt like, you know, my happiness at that time was going to be forever, and it wasn't. And I had to go through those months of crying, those months of being sad. I had to go through those months of never feeling like I would ever be with someone or feel that happy ever again. And the reality is sometimes when your daughter or your son gets their heart broken the first time, You'll never get that happiness back. You'll never get that joy you had when you were with that first person that you really gave your heart to and really tried for. Because to be in that type of bliss in your mind as a teenager is to be very naive of reality. Very naive of uh, time is still ticking no matter if you're having a great time, a bad time, a sad time. Um, a happy time, time is still ticking. And there's a bad time coming around, just make sure you're prepared to handle it. There's a great time coming around, just make sure you're prepared to enjoy it. And it's it's a constant rotation. And how you um, balance all of that is just making sure your child is prepared. You know, just making sure that your child is prepared to have great friends and lose great friends. Or outgrow great friends. Or um, see people that you were once great friends with and not say anything to. And not have any hard feelings behind. 
But that's all a growing pain that young teens are going to have to go through. And when it comes to privacy, it's about letting them be in their room and cry. Letting them be in their room and listen to music and just tune you out sometimes. And just know that they're in a safe place while they do it. Now, as far as like having your child's location and tracking their texts and tracking their phone, I think that's very extreme. But in this day and age where children are coming up missing, I understand it. You know, I understand it. And um, as long as it's not in an invasive way where you're reading every single text that they're getting from their friends and they feel like they're stuck in this parent bubble just because they live with you and they're not 18 yet, um, that's not very healthy. And uh, I don't. I think as long as they didn't give you a reason to be so... Uh, look, 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 look. I got to watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it. Where are they now? Let me call them now. Let me call them now. Let me call them now. I'm going to be on my way home. All of that. If they didn't give you a reason to be so stuck on them, don't be so stuck on them. A lot of the respect that you're going to get from your teenager is the fact that you make them feel like you trust them. The fact that you make them feel like they're responsible enough so you don't even have to double check or doubt that they will do something you ask them to do. And uh, you just have to keep that that in the back of your mind before you're just invading space or being too hands-on. Um, do not add your kids' friends on social media because your kids' friends are going to tell your kids. And then that's going to be a whole argument. Do not comment on your kid's page. You can view your kid's page, but don't comment on their page. Um, random backpack checks, I'm completely with from age 6 to 12. And then at age 13 and up, it's going to be seldom. And it's going to be based on your behavior. It's going to be based on... Um, what amount of trouble you've been getting into and who your friends are. And if you're giving me any type of vibe that I need to check, will I check? Um, um, another thing you need to think about is do, do your teenagers cooperate with you when you're trying to... <laughs> Get the answer as to why this situation happened. Tell me step by step what was your position in this situation from start to finish. If they cooperate with you with the truth and do that, then I think you could lay off of them a little bit. If you let your teenager know, like, if you have any questions about anything, ask me. If you don't feel comfortable asking me, ask um, my friend Chrissy. Chrissy is one of my closest friends. And if I am blessed to have her in my life by the time my girls become teenagers, please, if you don't want to ask me because I'm your mom, ask Chrissy. And I expect Chrissy to not tell me anything that they discuss unless it's life-threatening. Unless it's something like I need to know to save them from life and death, tell me. But anything else, that could be their relationship between them. You know, if you don't feel comfortable comfortable talking to me about certain things, talk to your dad. 
I expect him to be able to come to me and tell me anything that's life-threatening so we can make sure we can protect her. Like, those are common sense things you need to be doing for your child. Now, emergency situations, and I can't contact you, and I can't find you, and it's a home issue or it's a medical issue, I'm evading all your space to find clues, to figure out your whereabouts, to figure out your hangouts, all of that. When it comes to trust, um, that involves a lot of responsibility, a lot of leadership, um, giving your child space when they need space so that trust can grow. Uh, it involves your child taking initiative to do things without you having to tell them, hey, go clean your room. Hey, go take out the garbage. Hey, why does my living room look like this? Hey, I know you've been home for five hours. I just got home. Why is your dishes in the sink? And you're sitting here playing video games or you're sitting here talking on the phone. Like certain things like taking initiative so I don't have to say that when I come home, that's going to build my trust with my child or my children because I have two. I have two girls. So in my head, every day I'm mentally preparing, you know, to deal with teenagers, but I'm making sure that I'm the best example from now. Like my girls know I don't go to sleep in my house with my house a mess. They know now that they're not going to sleep with their room a mess. They know now that they're picking up their clothes for school in the morning now. So when they get to teenage years, we don't have to have that conversation as to why you're running late because your stuff is not together and your book bag's not downstairs. Like, I'm not trying to have that conversation, so I'm making that example now. Um, also, trust is a lot of communication that's um, consistent. Meaning, let's say um, you leave the house before your kid. Just text me when you get to school. You know, you know better than to be on your phone during the day, during class. Put your phone up. You could be on your phone on your way to class. Like, I expect them to know certain things like that. You get home from school, text me when you get home. I'm not telling you to call me. I'm not telling you to um, have a whole phone call with me everywhere you go. But just let me know. I don't want to have to track you. But if you let me know where you are, then I'm, I'm just, I'm, that's just another thing I don't have to do. To keep tabs on you. I just want to make sure you're getting from point A, point B, point C. Okay. And in one piece. You finish your homework. Text me and let me know when you're finished with your homework. You have anything. Excuse me. Out the blue that happened today. Let me know what it is. Like I don't want to come home. From a 10 hour day. Or whatever hour day. And walk into my house, I want to relax, and you bombarded me with all this information you could have texted me throughout the day. It's all about a balance of communication and uh, always letting your kids know that there's an open window. There's an open door policy. You can come to me at any time. So keeping secrets that I'm going to find out later, that's not smart. Keeping secrets that I'm going to find out later, that's not smart. Hiding um, your grades or hiding issues that your teacher is having with you at school, that's not smart. Telling me last minute needs for projects and trips, that's not smart on you. 
Because just like I have to prepare to be able to pay this mortgage, pay my car note, um, pay this insurance, make sure you get to your doctors on time, make sure I get to my doctors, make sure you can go to school, you know, make sure you can have clothes and food in this house. I need to be prepared in order to pay for the things that you want to do. So the earlier you tell me, the better for you. You have to stress preparation for things. And that's going to build my trust with a teenager to make me feel like, oh, they're responsible enough to have this. They're responsible enough to have that. I don't have to double check with them on this because they should know. If you have like um, a parent to child code or verbiage, that's healthy to me. You know, if your child has um, certain code words that they want to text you, um, you know, let's say if their friend is hovering over their phone and they don't want to feel like a chump or a scaredy cat because they don't want to be there or they feel uncomfortable. If you text me this word and tell me, come get me, I'm coming to get you. Don't worry, I got your back. I'm not going to make you feel like a punk just because you want me to pick you up. I'm not going to make you feel like... um, you told on anything but if my child feels uncomfortable anywhere and I could come pick them up I'm coming to pick them up you know I'm not gonna embarrass you with the head wrapping the pajamas in the robe at nobody's house or nobody's party but I'm outside and make up whatever excuse to tell your friends on why I'm coming to pick you up that's fine but I just want to make sure you feel good about yourself you feel good about where you're at if it's emergency if it's a womanly emergency because again I have girls I'm going to tell you how to be prepared for that I'm going to tell you to keep pads in your locker I'm going to tell you to you know keep you a small thing of baby wipes I'm going to tell you to keep deodorant on you I'm going to tell you to keep a change of panties sometimes like these are all things that your young teens are going to go through if I had a son I'm going to tell him to keep deodorant with them I'm going to tell him to make sure he cleans his face when he plays sports. I'm going to tell him to make sure, you know, his ears are clean before he goes to school. I'm going to tell him to make sure his nails are clean. Because all of that has to do with your teen being a better prepared adult. And there's a conversation that has to be had for you to be able to trust that your child is in the world being their best. Because you show them all the examples at home. It's like all this healthy team privacy is all balled together between, you know, control versus freedom, respect, maturity, trust, and you as a parent making it very important that you do not show favoritism in the household of a teen and young siblings. Because, I don't know, once you have a child that's older, they're going to experience a lot more things that might be different from when your younger sibling gets to their age and they're allowed to do this and you don't get as upset when they do this. But when, you know, I did that when I was younger, you did this and this and this and this. Like, that's standard. Things change. Times change. Um, I think the older parents get, the more exhausted they get. And... Just do your best to stay consistent as a parent. You know, if if your child is um, struggling with asking versus telling, teach them the difference. If you're struggling with asking versus telling, figure out how to say things a different way. 
a lot of arguments and attitude comes from the way a parent addresses certain things with a teen and the way the teen addresses certain things to a parent. And be and teach your child to be aware of creeps. Tell them never to um, share their location, especially at home. Tell them never to share their location of their closest friends' houses. Tell them to never share their location when they're actually at their location, unless it's within a friend group text, not on social media. Um, tell them to be mindful of where they take their pictures. Because if someone is lurking on your child's page and looking for somewhere where they are usually at, they're looking for uh, where this store is, what area is in, what's near. And they could easily drive around in a certain amount of time, in a certain time during the day when this kid usually posts. Let me figure out where this kid is. Like, you got to teach your kid a better way to think. When it comes to um, showing your kids what they need to see, show them how to be responsible. Show them how to show respect or talk to people with respect. Guide your kids to be honest. Show them what it is to be honest. Show them show them the benefits of what it is to be honest. And show them through action. Don't just tell them. Don't talk at them. Show them through action. You know, knowing your kid... Um, is one thing, but knowing how mature your kid is to go ahead and handle a certain situation is another thing. Um, Also, please explain to your child what the social media rules are as far as texting, as far as emails, as far as gossip, as far as tweets, as far as posts, as far as screenshots, as far as locations. Talk to them. Make sure they know how to protect themselves. Be honest and be upfront. And um, just be involved in their life. Don't have strangers living in your home. Don't have strangers and zombies waking up, going to school, coming home, and not really being engaged in the things that they want to do and the life that they want to live. Because The world that my children are going to grow up in is a completely different kind of world that I grew up in as a kid. When I was a kid, I actually did kid-like things. These kids want cell phones at age six. These kids want to be on the internet and YouTube at age six. I didn't know what that was. It wasn't around, but I wasn't eager to be on the computer at age six. Age six to, to 12... All I wanted to do is go outside or draw or play with my toys in my room. You know, my brothers, they have Transformers, trains, um, video games. But even the video games are super realistic now. And there's things in the video games that you probably haven't even discussed with your kid yet. So it's a whole different world out here, but... For parents, there's a healthy way to give your teens privacy and there's a healthy way to protect your teenagers as they grow. Just be there, be involved, and be engaged. Thank you for listening. This is Shan. This is Cozy Womb. See ya. It is okay. You have a question. Cool. 
Mommy Shan can help you out with that. Welcome to Mommy Shan's segment. I got you. What's the question for today? Mama Shan uh, tip would be girls aren't easier to deal with as teenagers compared to boys and boys aren't easier to deal with as teenagers compared to girls. It's more so get in there, get involved. Um, Don't try to be their friend, be their parent and uh, really be honest with yourself about what your child is capable of. I already know that Anya is a horrible liar. Ari, she's going to be a, um, a head turner and a head titter. Uh, you know, she's going to make me tilt my head a little bit. And uh, she's definitely going to give her father lots of grades. But I'm already prepared. You know, I'm already ready. But that's uh, my best tip is to always stay involved and engage. Get in there. Don't avoid it. Avoiding it is not going to help them. Trust me. Bye. Bye.